This is the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson, episode 16. Welcome to Earn More as a Life Coach with Victoria Gibson, the marketing resource for life coaches who want to transform more lives with their coaching and earn more while they do it. Hello, coaches. I'm so happy you have joined me for another episode because today I'm sharing what I get asked all the time, and that is, where do I find life coaching clients? Or alternatively, and more commonly, I hear, but I don't know where to find clients, or I don't have any clients. Like that is a reason to throw your hands in the air and go and find another niche, message, offer, program, whatever it may be. But even if it is true in that moment, I want to share with you that the thought of not knowing where to find clients could well be your biggest block right now in attracting all the clients you could ever need. Because the truth is, potential life coaching clients are everywhere. And with the opportunity that presents itself with online marketing and social media, there really are no excuses and no reason ever for you to say, I don't know where to find clients. I get that it's a confidence piece that you don't feel like you have the guidance, advice, or strategy to find those elusive clients. And of course, you're looking to your past experience to say that you haven't found them before. So how on earth are you going to find them now? And unfortunately, you don't quite realize that thought is so insidious and it's the only reason you are not having success with your marketing so far. It's not because you don't have a good niche. It's not because you're charging too much, and it's definitely not because your website is janky. But it could be because you're spending more time researching the latest and greatest marketing tactics or staying stuck in indecision rather than moving forward, testing your message, making offers, and creating connection with your ideal audience. And I have to tell you, I am here for the thought of I don't know where to find clients, and I definitely have been in the past. But instead of letting it block me, what I do is let it open up my creativity to some more opportunities to find where those clients could be. And instead of making it a thought or a statement or an actual fact or truth, I use it as a brainstorming prompt. Where could I find new clients? Question mark. And then give myself some time to get some ideas down. But if you're still coming up blank, I'm here to give you some inspiration in this episode. Because I looked back over the last decade to find my top four sources of new clients, and I'm going to share them with you today. Because, you know, I'm all about having a look at what has worked and sharing that and hoping that that can inspire you moving forward, whether you've had paying clients or not, whether you're in a slump or whether you're looking to scale up. Now, my number one place is probably no surprise to most of you, and that's Facebook ads. I've been running Facebook ads for over a decade now, and I know that there's such a great way to fast track finding new clients, even from scratch. But there is a major downside, and that is the fact that it used to be way easier to get clients this way and so much cheaper too. And for a long time, I believed that I had to rely on Facebook ads to get new clients, and then it became the truth. I put all my time into coaching my clients that I got from Facebook because Facebook ads did the job almost of marketing for me. So I didn't invest in any other opportunities or cultivate or look to grow any of those other opportunities because Facebook ads were so effective. 
And that was until last year when my advertising access was revoked. So my profile was not allowed to be on any advertising accounts, not just my own, other people's. Then I had to set up new accounts. Heaps of them got shut down. And basically, I kind of got locked out of ads because once I started trying again, the ads weren't working the same way because they were in new accounts. I didn't have my old audiences. And it was a really, really big wake-up call. And I think a lot of people have had that call, not only last year with all the ad account shutdowns, but then this year with the iOS changes have been causing lots of account problems as well. Now, I've actually found my ads to be doing better than they have in about 18 months. So I'm glad that's back on track. But while they weren't, it was actually super scary. And I thought, wow, it made me realize how much I had invested and put all my eggs in just one basket and didn't really have another go-to strategy. Despite, of course, that's what I would coach my clients on. I hadn't organized that for myself. And it made me think of when I first started in online marketing back in 2010, 2011, there was all this talk about the Google slap back then because a lot of online marketers just relied on Google traffic. So people searching a search term and their page popping up as that destination and they would basically just get free traffic and they worked it so hard and made tons and tons of money. And then Google sort of cottoned onto it and wanted to clean everything up and just got rid of it all. And that was the first sort of Google slap and people lost a lot of their traffic channels. So you never really want to have your eggs in one basket. And that's why I no longer recommend that you rely solely on Facebook ads to get new clients. So let's look at the second top source of clients for me over the years. And this one might be a bit surprising. It's actually from joining coaching groups and masterminds. Yes, I have my own coaching group, Coach Co, and I have uh, Mastermind Success Secrets, my mastermind. But this is also where I have found some absolutely amazing relationships in my life too, on both a business and a personal level. I've made some of my best friends from the coaching groups and masterminds that I've been in, like really true dear friends to me, just amazing friends, amazing experiences, travel, exposure to mentors, learning. It has been absolutely phenomenal, but it's also been a really big source of clients for me, you know, where it has been a great environment to share what I do and get hired. And I've also found that for many of my own clients in my mastermind programs, they've been able to often get hired within my programs too. So this can work really, really well. In fact, I've had some really big names like multi-seven-figure marketers that are in the online coaching world as my clients. And these people have hired me as a direct result of us being in a coaching group or mastermind together. So the next time you second guess investing in a higher level coaching group program, think about the opportunity of who else may be in that program too. Not just that you would join a program for what clients you could get out of it, but it can be a strategic byproduct of joining a group, getting to know other people. And that's the only reason why I'm mentioning it, that sometimes the higher level programs can be better for this because you have more of an opportunity to get to know other members than perhaps you do in a smaller online only program. But it doesn't mean that those don't work. I remember back in the day, maybe six or seven years ago, being in Marie Folio's B-School program. I actually joined her first iteration of that back in 2010. And 
come to think of it, and actually wasn't going to share that part of it, but I actually did build my business off the back of that program and got my first few clients just by being in the Facebook group. And that was a big source of opportunity for a long time. But I also remember another person in that group seven years ago, her name was Kim Maraluna, and she did her first seven-figure launch of a program after spending a year or two like being in the group, showing up and sharing and commenting and stuff like that and really establishing a profile in there. She was able to parlay that into a really, really high profile launch. So, you know, these are all great opportunities. Of course, being in other people's groups, you need to be respectful with that group. It actually wasn't a mandated official group because it never used to have one for some time in Marie Folio's B-School program. So that was just more a community run group. So that can be a great opportunity. I know I'm in one for life coaches that's more community run. Of course, you can't go crazy promoting everything, but those might give you more of an opportunity to show up and share value. I'm sure a lot of moderators and admins are happy to have people helping out. Maybe you could even raise your hand to be a moderator or help out as well. Another way that could work is if you are like a relationship coach, for example, and you look to join a business growth program, there are bound to be plenty of entrepreneurs in there looking for relationship help after looking for help their business, putting a lot of time, energy and money into their business, and maybe they've neglected their relationship and you could easily be hired. I know I've had clients in my mastermind and in other masterminds where I've seen that to be the case. And I've definitely hired people from the masterminds I've been in also. So don't overlook that as an opportunity to find new high value, amazing clients. Now, my third top source of clients has been partnership marketing or what some people call joint venture marketing or affiliate marketing. Okay. And this is where you're able to show up with some value or an offer to another person's audience. Somebody who's already assembled a large number of people like yours, or maybe not even a large number, just a small number, but they're giving you access to their audience. So you can show up with value by generally creating like a webinar and running that to their audience or a special video training or some kind of group program. Maybe you co-coach with another coach who already has some audience and some clients or potential clients that would fit into your ideal clients. And you could co-coach or you could just come with your webinar and they mail for you, they market for the webinar, and they get people live on the webinar. And often they host the webinar and you present it, and then they get a share of your sales. So this is great if you can make an offer on the webinar, but even if you're making an offer to a call, you could still give the host, say, 10% of your coaching revenue. So they get a bit of an opportunity without having to fulfill on the program. So this can work super well in that enables um, you to give them a page where people sign up for the webinar. So you're building your list from someone else's list, basically. And you do this in a fair and ethical way. And often those signups are tracked so that you know that there are their leads and you can pay a share of the revenue. So really, it's a win-win, setting you up for success, enabling you to tap into someone else's audience and get some new clients that way. 
So a great way to reach out to potential partners is to offer them some value for their audience. Like I said, a special training or a webinar is great. And reach out and you know, basically propose this to them via website submission, an introduction via someone else who might know a connection or a message. And my fourth top client getting strategy that I absolutely love is being a podcast guest. Now, my friend Denise Duffield-Thomas shared with me that this is one of the biggest needle movers in her business, and not just by being interviewed on top podcasts, but by finding hundreds of little podcasts that she was showing up each and every week that drove awareness of her and her program sales. I think she actually got a VA to go and source all the podcasts and send off emails to them, and she got booked. I know she's like a bigger name, but with the right um, strategy, you can still be getting booked on smaller podcasts, particularly. They're always looking for new guests, and you you want to make sure that your topic aligns with their audience and what would serve them as well. But this is an amazing way to start accessing other people's traffic. And there's that inferred authority that comes from somebody recommending you or you being a guest on a show. There's something about that positioning that really sets you up for success and not only drives awareness, but also positions you as someone of value. And I was really lucky enough to be featured on Amy Porterfield's podcast. You can check the link in the show notes. And that one episode brought me in $150,000 in new client revenue just from one podcast where I was connecting with an old friend who I met in a mastermind and just showing up and sharing what I love to do. Of course, she's a high profile podcast and it's not quite as easy to get on that one, but it's not impossible. It's just a thought that you wouldn't be able to get on that one. Go and have a look. Most podcasts allow submissions. Find the ones that you enjoy, that you know that your clients would be listening to and show up by offering a submission, putting some thought into that and giving it a go. I know even back in the day, it must have been 2013, I got an email from a guy called John Lee Dumas and he said, I'm doing a podcast every single day and I'm I'm doing this show called Entrepreneur on Fire. I was wondering if you'd like to be on it. And I was kind of like, oh, who is this guy? I don't even know who he is. He's not sort of anyone yet. And I was going to say no. But of course, if you look at Entrepreneur on Fire, oh my God, he's one of the most successful podcasters around. So do not be deterred. The discipline and frequency of showing up and reaching out I've reached out to some really big names, even Ali Brown. I remember stopping her at an event and saying, hey, could I do a Facebook ads training session? She's like, look, I've already got someone who's teaching that. And I said, is there any other way I could teach? And she said, oh, well, I do have a member call. You could do that for me. And I did that. So there was a way to actually get to her paid clients. And I've done that several times over. So think about whose audiences you could target. Okay. So there you have it, four opportunities to save you from the dreaded thought that you don't know where to find clients. You can try Facebook ads. You can try joining groups, masterminds. You can look at partnership marketing where you're offering a webinar or a training, and you can be featured as a podcast guest. Now, I want you to start compiling a list of programs, partners, and podcasts you can connect with to get things moving. You do not have to be a big name or experienced to get started with this strategy. And in fact, if you don't have a lot of clients, then there you go, you've got some time to do it. 
All it takes is understanding how you can deliver value, how you can show up authentically. Get that clarity on your message and offer and have that big desire to help change lives with coaching that I know you do. So go for it. It's all there waiting for you. See you next time. You've been listening to the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson. For more resources to help you get fully booked and create better results for your clients, head to victoriagibson.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. 